Hey there, I'm Grace. And I'm Amelia. And welcome to the Women Invest in Real Estate podcast, where we talk about getting started in real estate, scaling, and we give you the inside scoop about our day-to-days as full-time investors. Have you thought about joining the community? We've created a membership for female aspiring and existing real estate investors. Included is a monthly masterclass from an industry expert, a monthly live Q&A with Amelia and I, and a community dashboard for networking and asking questions. Sign up at womeninvestinrealestate.com slash the community. Hello, and welcome to our very first episode of the Women Invest in Real Estate podcast. We are so excited for this podcast. I am Amelia. And I'm Grace. And this episode, we're going to tell you a little bit about our backstories and three lessons that we've each learned during our investing journey. I'm so excited. I can't believe this is finally our first episode, but let's get into it. Amelia, I would love to hear from the beginning, what's your story? So I will try to give a pretty fast summary here. So I'm a 30-year-old investor from Des Moines, Iowa, and my investing journey started in 2019 when I bought my first property with my parents to flip. And so we ended up selling that property in June of 2020. And from there, I realized that I didn't want to do flips. I wanted to buy rental properties so that I could earn passive income every single month. And so my plan was to use my portion of the proceeds from that flip to put down payments on some rental properties. And let me back up. My journey did start in 2019, but I would say I had been researching and trying to convince my parents Mm -hmm. to do a flip with me for like at least two years. So I was like, what did those conversations look like? Were you like, man, you got to get this property. And they were like, yeah, exactly. It was basically me sending them Zillow listings of (laughs) rundown properties and detailing out all of the expenses that I thought it would take. And then what I thought it would sell for and just pestering them and sending those to them every week or whenever they would pop up until they said yes. Yeah. And so we finally found a four bed, two bath that we got, we bought for $28,000. And literally it was like, if every single thing went terribly wrong, we were still going to make money or absolute worst case, we would break even. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a firm believer in just getting started. So we, you know, now that I've gotten started, it's like, wow, I've learned so much more just by doing. Mm -hmm. So we sold the flip and then a property, a triplex came on the market in my hometown shortly after that. And I went and looked at it. It was listed for 99,000, but it needed some serious work. The tenants that were in it at the time were pretty shitty. I would say. (laughs) And so when I wrote the offer, you know, I'd been listening to bigger pockets for a while. So I'd heard of other investors writing offers contingent that the property was empty when they purchased it. I didn't know this, that you did this. Yeah, I did, which actually is really scary as a beginner investor, because then you have this property and you have no income Mm -hmm. coming in, but it was worth it to me. So basically I made them a lowball offer. I wrote them kind of a love letter saying, why I wanted to purchase the property. You know, it meant a lot to invest in my hometown and provide safe and clean housing for residents there, et cetera, et cetera. And we ended up landing on a purchase price of 78,000. So from 
79 to 78. And I remember specifically having a conversation with my boyfriend, like, oh shit, what happens if I like actually get this triplex? Like, what am I going to do? You know, I was just like putting it out into the universe. And, but in the back of my head, I was just thinking, well, I'm just going to have to figure out what to do. Right. You'll figure it out. As we were going through the closing process back in, you know, late 2020 appraisals were taking forever. Like they were because of COVID and everything, it was even more backed up than it is now. And the lender that I was working with was not on top of things is what I would say. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, the appraisal didn't really get ordered. And then once it did get ordered, it was going to take forever. And so I basically just said like, screw it. I'm just going to buy the property all cash and forego the appraisal because I already had tenants lined up to move in prior to even closing on the property. That's crazy. (laughs) So I needed to get the property closed and rehabbed Mm -hmm. by November 1st. So I closed late October and I had a few weeks to get them (laughs) up and running. So this when you had to take off work. Yeah. So I actually (laughs) had a week of vacation that I hadn't used. So I was still at my W2 at the time. And so I took off work and worked on that property for a week straight and talk about a vacation. Yeah. So basically my very first rental property that I purchased was kind of an, it was a burr. I didn't know it was going to be a burr, but like I said, I purchased it all cash, did a little bit of rehab to it. And then once the appraiser could get to the property, they appraised it and I did a cash out refinance with the bank. So they knew going into it, like, okay, I'm just going to turn this into a cash purchase, but I'm going to refinance it immediately. So they still order that appraisal. Yeah. So they didn't make me wait the six month appraisal period or or six month seasoning period or anything like that. They were fine with just refinancing me right away, which it turned out to be really good because like I said, the property was in pretty rough shape when I purchased it. And so it, I think it appraised quite a bit higher um, than it would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so I got most of my money back, which was great because that allowed me to roll it into my next property. Wait, so if you had bought it with the bank, were you planning on burring it or no? Like it was just going to be a buy and hold. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it really was a blessing in disguise. Yes, it was. It really was. So I I feel blessed about that because then I rolled that money that I got back, essentially reuse it right away and bought a quadplex in Mm -hmm. January. So a few months later from that same seller, because he was looking to get out of the business. So within the frame of three or four months, I had seven doors. Right. That's crazy. So that was amazing. And I think the biggest lesson that I learned from all of that was investing is all about being creative and learning how to roll with the punches. Like with the bank appraisal taking forever, you really just have to know how to pivot and Mm -hmm. problem solve. If you aren't a problem solver and you don't just get stuff done and like failure isn't an option, maybe investing isn't right for you. Um, You really have to be a problem solver. So yeah, that's just the beginning of my journey. I feel like I've already been talking forever, but a couple other things like I started posting on Instagram in November of 2020. So a month after I purchased my first property and my Instagram is Amelia Joe REI. And I began investing or in interacting with other investor accounts. And that really inspired me and showed me that there's people out there doing the exact same thing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I was able to learn from them. So if you're not already on Instagram and interacting with investor accounts, I would highly recommend. And that's actually how Grace and I met as well. Yeah. So very, very thankful for that. I was nervous to begin posting, but I'm so glad that I 
started. So like I said, I purchased a quadplex after my triplex. And then my parents actually started to get interested in buy and hold rentals because they saw the success that I had had with it and the money that I was able to make off of it in April of 2021. So it's been about six months now since I bought my first buy and hold. We purchased five single family homes in a triplex together, my parents and I. So I went from zero doors to 15 doors within a span of six months. And my lesson like that I learned from that is if you can show other people, your friends and your family and your Mm -hmm. close knit network, what you're doing and that you're making money and having success, they're going to want to get involved. They're going to want to be a part of that. And you would be surprised at the people in your life that maybe have some extra money laying around to invest or a HELOC or something like that, that you can utilize to both grow in the real estate space. So last thing, I think a big part of my journey was that I partnered with a couple that I met on Instagram, Jimmy and Serena Reardon in August of 2021 on my 11 unit apartment building. That's in Des Moines, Iowa. That's been a great success. We've been able to turn half of the units into midterm rentals for traveling nurses and other business professionals. And so now I have a portfolio of over 30 doors and I love focusing on burrs and midterm rentals. So that's a little bit about my background. Yeah. Is it crazy to like look back and be like, that was not like literally like less than two years ago and 30 doors. It's crazy. It's so crazy, but truthfully, like you and I have talked about this a lot. Like I always knew I wanted to be Mm self-employed and I hated working for other people. And once I realized that real estate investing was my way out of the rat race, I was like balls to the wall. Like, okay, this is it. This Mm -hmm. is how I'm going to do it. And like you said, we always talk about how we always knew. And for me, I actually had an Instagram presence before real estate, (laughs) which is so funny now, but it just goes to show that I knew I wanted to do something. I just didn't know what it was. I loved reading. So I was like, I'll just talk about books. And I grew like a decent following. And then when I started to get in real estate, I pivoted my presence to talk about real estate and I changed my name. And then that is how my Instagram name, that is how Amelia and I met through Instagram, which is insane. Like I can't imagine where I would be without that tool. Cause it truly is a tool. I never thought about what, where I would be if I hadn't met you. Dude, I know. Like, I don't think I would have had the balls to buy the eight unit that we bought because I saw you do that. And I was like, oh my God, very similar opportunity. I can, if she can do it, I can do it. But anyways, where I started was like I said, always knew I wanted to have a business, just had no clue what it would be. I went to school for engineering and I worked one year as an engineer and about six months into my job, I found real estate, got our first deal with my boyfriend in February of 21. And it was a full gut DIY burr, not a smart idea <laughs> looking back at it. Yeah. But if you're a new investor, buy a <laughs> cosmetic rehab. And that's it. what I tell everyone. Go for the ugly carpet and the ugly cabinets and paint, not a full gut. Uh, luckily, my boyfriend had a lot of experience and we did great numbers wise on that property. My lesson learned is to double the rehab amount and double the timeline. Absolutely. It took us six months and 36 grand to rehab that, which is great for a full gut DIY. However, we initially thought it was going to take 
three months. I can't believe that even came out of my mouth and 20 grand, but that was a perfect birth. It was great. After we did that, I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Like I am best where I grew up. So I knew I had the connections and things just kind of fell into my lap. It seemed like, so I decided to quit my job as a number of other reasons. It just kind of seemed like the right time to take a leap. And I had recently met Amelia and we actually met and started Wire together, which is crazy. Wire actually started as a New Year's resolution. If you go back on my Instagram, you can probably still find it. I posted like what I wanted to do in 2021. And I wrote, I want to start a female real estate meetup. And for me, that was like way out of my league. Like I could never do that. Then I met Amelia and I was like, wait, how do I get to pick her brain? So I was like, hey, why don't we make a little meetup? You'll be the guest and I'll get to ask you a bunch of questions and basically get your time for free, but I'll invite other people. And I remember thinking like, if 10 people show up, I'll be pumped. Yeah. Like 20 or 30 people showed up. Yeah. I'm sitting here chuckling because it's just so funny to hear this from Grace's point of view. Yeah. I was like, who are these people? Why do they want to hear us talk? But I wanted to hear you talk. Then after that, I was like, Amelia, that went great. Like, let's make this a thing. Let's make it a monthly meetup. And that became Wire. And we have spoken like every day since. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about how you decided to go full-time because and how many properties did you have? Because we skimmed over that. Oh, like, oh, true. Yes. Yeah. So I had right after we bought our first full gut burr, like three months later, I bought two duplexes, really great deal. Partnered with my sister and my boyfriend. So I had five properties, five doors, three properties, but I decided to go full-time because I just knew that I was in a position that I could take the chance. And if it didn't work out, I could go back to my job or a different job. And I just felt like, I don't know. Like and this, you were debt-free. I was debt-free. I had no car payment. I had a very small mortgage split between three people. I had two roommates. I still lived like a very minimal lifestyle as like a broke college student, even though I was making good money as an engineer, had money saved up. And I just kind of knew like that this could work for some reason. Looking back, I'm like, that's crazy that I did that. Yeah. But the thing is, is like one lesson that I want to say is that anybody can do anything and anybody can be an entrepreneur if you put yourself out there. And that's what you and I did. We decided to put ourselves out there for wire and on Instagram about our rentals. And you've gotten deals through Instagram. I've gotten deals through Instagram. And like anybody can do that. You just have to decide that you're going to. And that's what I want people to take away is like, nobody wakes up thinking they're qualified to start wire or they're qualified to quit their job. Like you just do it. And as long as you keep putting in the work, it can work out. Yeah. And we still both have imposter syndrome. Right. I, at least I do. Oh, for like, sure. Wait, why? But at the same time, like you just work through that and you just mm-hmm. push through that and you can't let it bring you down and get to you. Right. You just have to have like the mental strength to like yeah. push through. So like if you're out there and you have an idea on something, nobody is going to give you permission one day to act on it. And you're not going to wake up and be like, today's the day. You have to just decide to do it. You're never going to become qualified overnight. Just do it. So that is a huge lesson learned for me. And then the other lesson learned, like I said, if you're getting started in real estate, double your timeline, double your budget. Don't start with a full gut. That's ridiculous. (laughs) 
Thank God that worked out. Imagine if that hadn't, I would have been like, I hate real estate. (laughs) And then since then, within my investing journey, we've bought single family, small multis, and been getting a lot into midterm rentals lately. Like I said, I bought an eight unit that I kind of modeled off of what Amelia did in Des Moines, turned them all into midterm rentals, still in the process of that. And now we have, I think, 20 doors. They're all within 20 minutes driving of where I live. We, I self-manage all of them and they've all been pretty much DIY until now. And then what's really fun right now is we can see kind of like the horizon of our most recent project is about to be completed in about a month and a half. And it's really cool because for the first time since I started a year and a half ago, we have nothing in the pipeline. So we're super excited to like go on a true vacation, take a break, like figure out what do we want to keep buying? What do we not want to keep buying? Yeah. And my lesson learned there is like, it's totally okay to not know what you want to do or where you want to go. And we're all still figuring out, like, I have friends who are like, man, that's so cool. You know exactly what you want to do. And I'm like, I don't, I I still want to do a million things. (laughs) This is just what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And I think that is a really good lesson too, is like just getting started Mm -hmm. and buying properties. Like all of your properties have been pretty great. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe not all of them have been home runs, but now that you have a large portfolio, you have around 19 doors Mm -hmm. now, you can be, you can take a break, reassess on what kind of properties you want to purchase. Right. And be picky about what you're investing in. Yep. And me and you have talked about like one thing that we want to be done with is doing the work and swinging the hammer. So like for me and Brant, my boyfriend, like if we buy any more rehabs, like we're not doing it. We're hiring it out and we're at a point in our business where we can finish up what we're doing, reassess, decide we're absolutely not buying stuff that we're going to rehab. And it's it's just a really good feeling because we've been go, go, go for a year and a half, just buying, 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 fixing, fixing. So it feels really good to like see an end point to be able to reassess and eventually I want to get both of us want to get into buying businesses. So hopefully that's something that we can add in and and begin to work on. So I'm super excited. I still love real estate. It will always be there. Absolutely. And I always laugh because I know I'm going to accidentally end up buying something. Oh yeah. Just like, yeah, (laughs) I'm buying a trip triplex here pretty soon. I thought I didn't want to do rehabs anymore. (laughs) This is like a full gut, but I'm going to try to hire most of this one out. So yeah. And I'm excited for you and I can't wait to try to hold you to that. (laughs) It won't happen. (laughs) I'll try to hire most of it out. But yeah, that is about it for episode one a little bit about our stories where we're at and we hope that you will be tuning into our next one and if you want to find us outside of the podcast you can follow us at wire.community and then my instagram handle is amelia joe rei and grace's instagram handle is grace.investing and we will catch you in the next episode thank you Thanks so much for tuning in. If you loved today's episode, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to check us out and join our community at womeninvestinrealestate.com and follow us on Instagram at wire with two eyes dot community.